And it's time once again here in 745 on a Saturday. We have a little wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Uh, from How was Utah? Utah was very hot, had a great time, beautiful scenery, but some of the weirdest alcohol laws I've ever experienced. <laughs> you probably know all about that. You know, we talked about that last week. Oh, you did? Sunday sales and how the alcohol beverage laws around the United States, due to the 21st Amendment, which repealed prohibition, enabled each state to write their own alcohol laws. And Utah has always been uh, just a a mismatch of laws, etc. For many, many years after prohibition, Utah was dry. You couldn't get a drink in the whole state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they came late to the party, and they still have a patch quilt of laws that are unbelievable. But every state has that. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week I have friends that export wine, and they'll tell me, well, I want to sell you something. And I said, okay, well, you've got to do this, this. Oh, no, we did all that. We already sell in New York. Yeah, that might just as well sell in Canada or, or Pago Pago, because <laughs> the laws in Minnesota are totally different than they are in New York, Philadelphia, Florida, California. I mean, it is, it, it's too bad that, that they created it that way, because it's such a mismatch of a way, way things are done. And, you know, and last week we talked all about that in the history, etc., because uh, last Sunday was the first Sunday uh, since I think practically the Civil War, mm. that you could get alcohol in Minnesota on a, a Sunday. Uh, you know, it, they had those Puritan or what they're called blue laws, which are also Sunday laws, uh, long, long before uh, prohibition or anything else in Minnesota. You couldn't get a drink on Sunday. And of course, you're not too old, Danny, to remember you couldn't get a drink on Election Day. Oh, that's right. You know, so things have changed a lot and are changing, I think, for the better. But uh, Utah is a mismatch. <laughs> well, I, I, you, you had done a show some time ago about, uh, and I know you were kind of hot under the collar, about certain restaurants that really overcharge, gouge the customers oh, on yeah. wine charges, bottle charge, or gl- by the glass for that matter. Yeah, it's my pet peeve. And I, I thought, I'm going to tell Jack, because we were in one steakhouse, uh, that uh, and I, I know the I won't mention the the, the vintner, but it was a low end Malbec. Mm-hmm. That's probably at the most ten dollars a bottle. Let's just say okay. eight, eight to ten dollars a bottle. They were charging thirteen dollars a glass. Wow! And on the list itself was eighty two dollars a bottle. A bottle. Uh, that's just awful. I had a friend that had a wedding down at the Ritz Carlton in Naples, Florida, a very posh place. Believe me. And he sent me the uh, wine list for the for a catering department at the hotel. And a wine we sold for four ninety nine was on there for fifty seven dollars. Oh and I said, you know, that's so offensive to me. I wouldn't have the wedding there. Well, he had the wedding there, and he had bit the bullet and paid it. But uh, he didn't buy that cheap wine. But I, it, it's just scandalous. What? goes on in that department. Well, but guess. today, on yeah. a, a, chum, or a, a more pleasant note, let's say, Good. I thought we'd talk about picnics. You know, there's nothing better than dining al fresco, and people have been doing it forever. Uh, you know, today we're very fortunate because we can do it with ease. You know, years ago, if the 
Duke or Duchess wanted to have a party or lunch out of doors. The staff had to haul out all the furniture and all the silverware and the tablecloths and everything else, and they'd actually recreate the dining room out on the lawn. And then, you know, they're much more simple picnics, and food tastes better outdoors, i.e. shore lunch. Who can deny the pleasures, if you've ever done it, of uh, fresh-caught walleye uh, sizzling in a pan and then on your plate? Oh, I mean, it is just a treat that's unbelievable. But for a successful picnic, I think there are some certain guidelines. One of the things you might want to bring if you're doing a picnic is your own uh, salt, pepper, even a little olive oil, lemons, maybe some herbs, so you can refresh dishes and adjust the tastes on site. Uh, And don't bring dishes that are going to be damaged and root, delicate things. Uh, You know, the picnic is no place to have a fancy uh, cake or something like that that could get mangled coming or going to the picnic because you have to carry it so far. So bring simple signs. And, you know, you can put together a fabulous picnic today if you don't feel like cooking by stopping at any uh, supermarket because they have all sorts of prepared foods and uh, prepared dishes that are just terrific and and good for picnic fare. Uh, And uh, they make it an occasion even though you haven't cooked it. Uh, One good thing is if you're having a big group, Remind everybody to bring water. Water is bulky, it's heavy, it's necessary, and it's hard for one person to bring all the water because you know, everybody's going to have one or two anyway. And that's a heavy thing. So tell people to bring their own uh, water to the picnic. Another thing, uh, there are apps now, the map app, where you can pinpoint the picnic. I know I've gone to a bunch of picnics in my life and got lost going to them four or five times. Uh, that's a nice thing to have on your cell phone, that map app where you can pinpoint your picnic and send that to your all your friends. Uh, don't forget, bring some trash bags, a washable blanket, a sharp knife and a cutting board, and serving utensils. You know, those are the things that you really need that are so easy to forget. And I, I'm just saying all this from personal experience. I have absolutely forgotten things like that. Now, there's certain, obviously, uh, wines that go better with picnics, but there's some wine essentials, too. One is a corkscrew. It sounds obvious, but remember, not everybody remembers to bring a corkscrew. If I had picnics often, I'd put a corkscrew and tape it on the inside of the picnic basket or put one in the glove box on your car uh, so you have a whenever you need it. When you need a, a corkscrew, you really need it, and without it, you know, it's it's a tough thing. And incidentally, if you fly on a plane and do carry-on, which is what I do, remember to get a corkscrew without an, a knife on the end to cut the foil. Those A regular corkscrew is perfectly okay to, with the TSA to send through. The only time it becomes problematic is if there's a knife on one end you can pop out, uh, and then, then it becomes a weapon. But a regular, simple corkscrew without that knife, or a corkscrew that has a uh, one of those uh, foil removers on the end, that, that, that's fine. As long as it's, you would think that the worm on the end of the corkscrew is sharp and has a point, but they don't care about that. They only care about that. Uh, so that's a little pointer for traveling people that want to take a, 
uh, wine corkscrew with them. Uh, always, if you're going to have uh, rosé wine or sparkling wine, you have to chill it. So make sure you bring ice packs or some ice. Uh, it's a great way to keep the wine cool. And if by chance you forgot to chill the wine, it's real easy to chill wine on a picnic. Just put it in a bucket with some ice and some salt and some water and let it sit in there for about 15 minutes and it'll be as cold as you want it to be. Uh, it's much like making ice cream when you put the salt and the ice in the outside. The ice helps accelerate the conveyance of the cold to the bottle. And glasses, uh, that's another thing. Plastic glasses are fine. In fact, they have some plastic glasses that look just like Riedel glasses. I remember once being at a country club, and I said, these are just absolutely beautiful glasses. Why are you serving them around the pool? And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. He said, well, they're plastic. And I couldn't believe it. They were beautiful, beautiful plastic glasses. The thing to be careful of with plastic glasses don't get the flimsy plastic ones that kind of fall apart. You want a plastic glass that has some sustenance to it and will hold up uh, nicely. But, you know, uh, and glass glasses are the best, but you have to be careful of uh, bringing those along. But, you know, they have so many wonderful gadgets today, if you're a fan of picnicking and that kind of stuff, uh, where you can uh, get containers that will wheel the wine out. It'll carry as much. Some of them are one bottle, and they go all the way up to a full case where you can wheel the case around in a picnic conveyance. The other thing uh, is, again, with the glasses, you can buy glass containers that go along. And of course, a picnic can be as simple as a loaf of bread, a jug of wine, and thou, or it can be as elaborate as you want. Make it easy on yourself. Uh, the wines for a picnic are a no-brainer again. You know, you wouldn't want a very expensive bottle of wine on a picnic. Uh, the reason I say that is the picnic's casual, easy, etc. Uh, not like wine tasting or, or a very elaborate dinner at home where you really want to push out all the stops and serve a superb wine. For picnic wines, you want something kind of simple. After all, it's kind of day drinking, and in that uh, line, I like a very low alcohol wine. Rosés, which is called in France summer water, because people take it on picnics. So the Provence rosés are, are very low in alcohol. Uh, Rhone wines rosés are much higher in alcohol, so you have to be kind of careful there. Get a, a rosé from Provence because it's low in alcohol. And uh, the, there are a lot of other wonderful wines. We've talked in the past about Vino Verde, green wine from Portugal. It's very low in alcohol, and it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, summer wine. Pinot Grigio from Italy, uh, low in alcohol, light in flavor. Uh, it goes perfect with a picnic. Sauvignon Blanc. Riesling, whether the Riesling comes from Austria or Australia, or the best Rieslings are from Germany, and they go with kind of spicy foods very well. But as you can see in all those, and including now, Gewürztraminer is another wine uh, that's great at a picnic, as is Prosecco. And those wines all need some kind of chilling. So remember, you want to bring something along to keep them cold. On the red wines, there's nothing better than Beaujolais or Gamay. They're a light in alcohol. They're served chilled. They're refreshing. Uh, the Loire Valley, there's a wine, Bourgil, 
it also is light and refreshing. And uh, that's important when you're having a picnic. You don't want a big, serious wine. Then there's the issue of cans and cartons of wine. You know, usually those are very inexpensive wines that come in cans or cartons. They're convenient, uh, particularly if you're going on a picnic somewhere where you've got to tote a lot of stuff in. They're not very heavy. Uh, they're called the Tetra Pack. It looks like a, a pint and a half and half or something like that, except it's in a what the trade calls a Tetra Pack, which is a line kind of aluminum thing, no weight to it at all. They're great. And then there's the argument on, on wines, whether you use a screw top or a corkscrew. But anyhow, why not have a picnic? It yeah. sounds to me like it'd be an easy thing to do. Uh, the wine goes well with almost everything. And... Uh, it's going to be a glorious day. It's going to be a great weekend for a picnic. Great idea. Great information. And if you want to pick up on some of that information and you uh, visit any Haskell's location, those folks will be glad to help you out. Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to marry wine and food. They love to pick your picnic wine. And they'll pick a wine, best of all, that will not break the bank. We have some very good Malbecs that start at $10. <laughs> not 82. <laughs> but anyway, there's a Haskell's here where you save big dollars online. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. Haskell's in Excelsior, right at the Excelsior Dock. You'll find a Haskell's in Faribault, right off of 35. Our super seller in Maple Grove is not to be missed. There's free parking on Saturday in downtown Minneapolis. Our store in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's, Highland Village, Stillwater, Whiteberry Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to haskellsdco.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our summer sale catalog. Well, don't forget the summer sale is still going on. Excellent, Jack. Good to be back, and I hope we can talk next week. I'll look forward to that. Right. I want to hear all about the topography of Utah. I've only been to Salt Lake. So. <laughs> oh, you'll hear. We'll talk more. Okay. Thanks, Jack. Okay, Jack Farrell back next uh, Saturday here on 830 WCC.